0: Joining me now is war historian Matt McLaughlin. Good morning, Matt. Good morning. Lovely to have your time this morning. I imagine it's, it's busy for you right now. It's a
1: pretty busy time. It's, a, it's, it's an unusual time. It's normally at this time of year I'd be off overseas mm. on a tour uh, commemorating Anzac Day on one of the great battlefields. Um, so it's a different year but still uh, still busy all the same.
0: I wanted to catch up with you this morning to have a chat about life in Australia for civilians during World War II. At the moment, with uh, the pandemic um, and most of us being told to isolate at home and there are restrictions in place, um, some people having a whinge about how tough it is now, but I imagine it was tougher then.
1: Yeah, look, I, I actually don't give people too hard a time when they talk about the tough time they're having. It is. It, it, I mean, this is affecting all of us. It's unprecedented. Mm. It is very difficult for people. People are quite entitled to feel stressed that, that you know, their job's at risk, their family members could be getting unwell, they can't travel, they can't leave their homes. So I actually give people a, a, you know, a bit of a break. Um, and I've seen lots of memes going around saying our grandparents had it tougher during the war. Look, it is true that generations before us did have a very hard time, but, you know, especially up there in Darwin, they had the risk of um, bombs falling on them from Japanese planes. So it's very true, but I I certainly don't play down the um, the, the effects that this is having on people, um, you know, who are forced to be at home um, every day.
0: No, I imagine um, one day in the future there will be historians perhaps talking about this time.
1: Yeah, I think you're absolutely right. I think when they talk about incredibly difficult, what we're talking about is a very difficult social time. Mm. We're talking about something that affects everyone. I think they will look back and they will say things like the Great Depression. They will say rationing during World War II and they will say the COVID crisis where everyone was locked down for an extended period. I think it will be up there with all of those things.
0: Yeah, I think so too. Can we talk now about life in Australia for civilians during World War II? What was it like?
1: Well, I think people are going to see quite a few similarities with what they're going through now. So, um, the the basic idea was that um, to try and mitigate against the risk of a Japanese attack, the cities went black out. People encouraged not to leave their homes, and you know they wanted to reduce the numbers of people out in public. They wanted to um, they wanted to reduce cities as targets, so they encouraged people not to use too much electricity, to put blackout curtains over their windows. Mm. To be honest, it wasn't anything near as bad as what they were experiencing in London, for example, where there was a nightly um, nightly attacks from the Germans. So in London, it was taken really seriously. Um, it was less so here, and so much so that when the Japanese. Um, When the minted submarines came into Sydney Harbour in May 1942, um, before that, a plane, a Japanese plane flew over Sydney to to scout it out. And they said it was lit up like a Christmas tree. They could see the the city very, very well. So it wasn't quite as uh, ominous as it was in other parts of the world. But I think the thing that affected people daily was the rationing um, where they restricted the amounts of food. But even that, we misunderstand a little bit. It was partly because there were shortages of essential food that were needed to be sent to soldiers overseas. But it was also because, it's again, relating to today, they actually wanted people to reduce their spending. They didn't want people spending lots and lots of money on going out and buying food. And the hope was that people would then use that extra money they had to buy war bonds and support the war effort. So that was a major driving factor in the, in the introduction of rationing, was to, to really compress consumer spending so that people had more money to spend on things that were important for the war effort. So shortages were part of the reason as well. There was obviously less industry going on because there were men away fighting overseas. They needed to send food overseas for troops. so they, they certainly did ration the amount of food people could consume because of shortages, but also to, to really oppress consumer spending.
0: How did Australians come together during that time? Was it was it an easy transition into, into that or, or was there resistance?
1: I think they actually had some advantages, if that's the right word, you know, compared to what we're seeing today, because today we're so reliant on supermarkets, we're so reliant on petrol stations. You know, we're reliant on restaurants and Uber Eats and all the other things that we associate with modern life. When you, if you think back to the Second World War, they'd come out of the shortages of the First World War, which led almost directly into the Great Depression in the 20s and 30s. Um, and then into the Second World War. So particularly during the Depression years, people had to learn to be self-sufficient because there there just wasn't the the, the resources available that they'd had before that. So it was also an era, though, we should remember, where everyone had a veggie patch in Mm. their back garden. Everyone had a chook pen. So they were able to rely on themselves a lot more than we would these days. Even just in the course of a normal day, people would be supplementing the food that they would buy with food that they'd grown themselves in their own gardens. So we've obviously lost that ability to do that today. So I think in some ways, this um, the, 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 the things that are happening today with COVID are impacting on us in a way even greater than they would have on those previous generations, simply because they were a little bit more self-sufficient than we are now.
0: Yeah, I think you're right. I think it's reminding us of the simple things that we can do to ensure that we're okay in times like this. Nobody saw it coming, but I guess now we've lived through it. There might be a resurgence of those veggie patches and those chooks in the backyard and so on.
1: Well, it'd be good to see, wouldn't it? It'd be good to see people getting a little bit back to basics and growing some more of their own produce. And I don't know if the chook pens are going to pop up in every uh, suburban house like they used to be, but, you know, it is a a reminder that we have become so reliant on these external supply chains and you know the, the the runs on the supermarkets and things like that mm. so yes yeah, so I, I think a lot of people are reassessing what's important to them in life and and how they live their lives and i'm i, I think as as awful as this entire situation is particularly if you've got family members affected by the disease mm. it's just absolutely terrible but the silver lining hopefully is that we'll come out of it with a new perspective on what's important to us in terms of work and family and closeness with our friends and and, and neighbours, you know, so I think there will be some very positive social aspects that come out of this quite terrible time.
0: Matt, what do you think about the um, driveway at dawn movement for Anzac Day? I think it's a nice idea.
1: I think people are looking for an opportunity to express themselves and express the respect that they show for veterans, and so it's been suggested that at 6am on Anzac Day people should go and stand at the the head of their driveway with a, a candle or some other sign of respect. I think that's really lovely. I hope that works out. Yeah. Because I think that a, big, a big thing we're losing this year is that social uh, coming together. Mm. Anzac Day isn't just about, I think this is important and I want to show my respect. It's mm. about coming out and showing that in conjunction with the community. So anything we can do to demonstrate that that's the case, I think will be really well received, particularly by those veterans who I know are going to feel um, the loss of not being able to march and catch yeah. up with their mates on Anzac Day.
0: Yeah, I absolutely agree. Matt, it's been a pleasure catching up with you this morning. Thank you so much for your time and we look forward to chatting with you again in the future.
1: I look forward to it. Thank you very much.
0: Good on you, war historian Matt McLaughlin.